You're listening to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast, episode number 27. It's very touching just by itself, just to know that someone is thinking about you and cares about you and understands through something. Welcome to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast, stories of vibrant women living happy lives. And now your host, Jen Riday. Hey there, welcome to Vibrant Happy Women. I'm Jen Riday. On our last episode, I spoke with Cindy Beal about healing after infidelity. She is a courageous woman and an inspiring example of how to forgive and move forward in love. Today, I'll be chatting with Scarlett Pauliki about coping with grief after a miscarriage. Scarlett has a sad story, but she was able to move forward and continue to care for her other children and have a happy life today. Scarlett also offered us some great advice on listening to intuition during those quiet moments. Welcome to Vibrant Happy Women. I'm so glad you're here. I'll be talking with Scarlett Pauliki today. She's a Nashville mom blogger, and she went to Tulane University and married her college sweetheart. They have two children together, and their family includes a German shepherd, a cat, a chinchilla, and a frog. Scarlett loves family time, good food, and travel. So Scarlett, welcome. Tell us about your blog a little bit first. Okay. I started my blog about six years ago. And it's a little bit of everything related to family. So it's got everything from parenting to recipes, travel, eco tips, a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And what's the name of your blog for those who don't know? It's called Family Focus Blog. Family Focus Blog. And is that at familyfocusblog.com? Exactly. Ooh, perfect. Well, we love to start out our show with our guest's favorite quote. So what would you like to share with us today? Okay. Um, my favorite quote is, whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I love it because it reminds you to just get started because it is easy. Like sometimes when you want to do something, if it's a big project, it's easy to go, oh, that's so big and to put it off and agonize over the details of it. But if you just get going. I think it's the best way to conquer it. You know, once you get going, or I find that once I get going, I have more energy and, and more drive and more everything to keep going and to make it perfect. Then before you start, it's kind of safe to not start. <laughs> right. I just saw a little uh, comic strip. A woman was saying, oh, I have so much to do. So instead, I'm going to go get on Facebook because I don't know where to start. <laughs> so that, that's exactly just start. Exactly. So once you start, it's easier to way. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, Scarlett, we on Vibrant Happy Women love to hear about a low point in our guests' lives because we all face struggles and it's so important that we hear how others face their trials and, and are still able to be vibrant and happy. So would you be able to tell us about a low point in your life? Okay. So my low point uh, was during my third pregnancy. At 24 weeks, it ended in fetal demise. So that was obviously hard for me. <laughs> but um, basically, um, I was able to kind of get through it just by taking it, you know, one day at a time and, and really giving myself the time I needed to feel my grief. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, just trying to keep that, you know, to a limited time so it didn't overcome me. Um, and over my family time too, you know, because I had kids that I 
wanted to be there for. Mm-hmm. You had two other kids at the time? Exactly. Yeah. So um, that was for me, the biggest struggle was just kind of trying to have my grief time, but also making sure that I put it away. Yeah. And give them their special time, you know. Mm-hmm. So when did this happen? This was in 2011. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, it still some, you know, shakes me up a little bit. It always kind of surprises me that it still shakes me up or it even surprised me at the time in a way how much it is because I'm, I'm the type of person who thinks a lot with my brain and I can, you know, think it should be this way or should be that way. And I think, oh, I shouldn't, you know, let this overcome me with so much emotion. But I find that emotion is not something that you can just reason away. You can, you can think, oh, this, I'll set this aside. This shouldn't bug me or I won't let it. But you have to deal with it because emotion is not logical. <laughs> right. And, and you face it head on and slowly over time, it, it gets less and less. Well, so you went in for an ultrasound and then you found out there was no heartbeat. How did that all shake out when that happened? Yep. Um, pretty much just like that. <laughs> I um, actually had bleeding first and um, I, that's why I went in. I went in because there was bleeding and I thought it was too early. And, uh, you know, I thought they would be able to stop it. I thought they would be able to stop it. They didn't, but <laughs> they weren't. And um, it, well, there was no heartbeat when they checked. And um, so, so yeah, it, for me, I guess the best way for me to deal with it at the time was really like writing. I, I found that that's always helpful for me personally. Just to write, like I wrote in the hospital on whatever I could write on about yeah. my feelings, you know, and, and I think that that helps get them out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can take on so many different ways. Like I did, I wrote like just poems with my feelings and I wrote a letter to the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wrote on my blog when I felt like I was able to share stuff and I got to a point where I was wanting to share because there's a point where you just want to not share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a point where it helps you to connect with other people. I know a lot of people wrote me and told me about things that happened to them and I had no idea that they had miscarried, you know, and it helped me feel like, okay, I'm not alone. Because there's always an element I think of when something bad happens to you where you think, why is this happening to me? Like, what did I do? Yeah, right. So, so it helps to connect and, and know like, okay, I'm not alone. This isn't mm. just me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if, if any of our listeners are facing something similar, maybe writing and then connecting with others, what else helped you? Um, what else helped me too, I think was giving myself permission to, you know, have my grief and to be sad and, and to uh, wallow in it a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, when my husband was off to work and my kids were at school, I, I took that time to myself. But then I also made sure that I, you know, pulled myself together before they came home and and tried to, you know, know that it sucked, but that that's not all that I still had, a, you know, loving wonderful kids and, and wonderful husband. And, and so just trying to, you know, move out of it too and not let yourself wallow in it too much, you know, not let it become all that you feel because... You have to you have to remember that there's still so much wonderful greatness in life, and you have to focus on that. And, and that is that was what was waiting for me. You know, those are those are my kids. They're there for me now, and I have to appreciate them and show them how much I appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. So focusing on the great things. Yeah, I like that. So moving forward, 
you allowed yourself to grieve and you focused on the positive. What does vibrant, happy living look like for you today? It's very much that it's, you know, being able to appreciate what I have and and to look at my family and be thankful for them and be thankful for everything that I have. And, And I, um, you know, try to do that each moment in life and to remember that, you know, sometimes my son will be telling me these stories that go on and on <laughs> and it'll be like about Pokemon or YouTube or, you know, something that I really know really much about. But I'll remind myself that, you know what, what, this is, you know, he's talking to me, he's telling me, he chooses to, you know, be excited enough to tell me and I, I should, you know, be in the present and listen to it and not think about, you know, what I might should be doing or could be doing otherwise. Right. So right. really appreciating and being in that moment now and, and, and realizing like, these are the little stories that he's telling me, you know, that's, he's only nine and that's only going to last so long. Pretty soon I'll probably be like, tell me a story. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Oh, so. That's great. That's great. And what's something that's really exciting you about life right now? Um, well, right now is back to school time. So my kids just started back and and that's always fun, you know, learning about how they like their new teachers and what, how their um, classes are going and and just also getting back into the swing of things for me and getting back into my work routine. And and uh, so it's a little bit of change time and then also falls right around the corner. And I love the change of season. So that's fun, too. Oh, nice. And tell us more about your blog. What are your favorite parts of being a blogger? My favorite parts are getting to write. <laughs> and that was also one of the things that helped me when I was saying earlier, that helped me kind of move forward and, and help me be able to move past the grief that I was feeling is that when I write, I can, I know that like to think clearly, I have to like push everything out of my mind and put everything aside, you know, all the, the things that you might be feeling or thinking or doing about or that you need to get to later, you push them all aside and you just write about whatever, whatever it is you're writing about. And I like that. So I enjoy, you know, having that chance to be creative and write about whatever I see that I want to write about or, you know, and just making sure that my blog is a reflection of, of what I want it to be, which is a resource and of various different things for families. Nice, nice. And so what's your most popular blog post on your blog? I don't know. You know, it changes, obviously, uh-huh, with uh-huh. this sense. <laughs> you know, I had... I think my most popular one last year was like a New Year's Eve, like craft, uh, like 10 different New Year's Eve crafts or something. So uh-huh, uh-huh. what what is going to be um, the most interesting thing at the time? Uh, always something different each month. There's, you know, one that performs better than the rest. And it's always interesting to see what they are. So your blog has crafts and what else could people find there? So crafts, recipes, parenting tips, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. And it's kind of intriguing to hear how much you like to write. I, I imagine your posts are just beautifully written. So our listeners <laughs> should check it out for sure. Well, thank you. Scarlett, even though you've come so far and you overcame a, a big hardship that caused you a lot of grief, what is a, a current weakness or difficulty that you might still be struggling with today? I think most everyone probably struggles with this, but it's a lack of time, you know. Mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of feels that to one degree or another. And, and that can kind of definitely hinder your, your happiness because, you know, it's hard to feel 
happy when you feel stressed or, you know, like you have a lot of things to do. So I think for me, the, the main way that I deal with that or is I like to, I like to make a list a lot of times. Um, and, but always, even if not a list, at least prioritize in my mind, like what really has to get done. And mm-hmm. also besides what really has to get done, just what's most important, you know, because it depends on when it is, but sometimes you have to go, okay, well, you know, whatever that is, that has to be set aside because this is what's actually important. Sometimes you lose that, like the bigger picture of what's actually important to you because you are so attached to the list. So not being so attached to the list that it stresses you out. Oh, yeah. So Scarlett, speaking of lists, would you mind sharing your routine with us if you have a morning routine? To be all inclusive, like with my family and and everything that we do, then um, like I get up at like six usually and go wake up my daughter because she's the first one to leave in the morning (laughs) besides my husband, but he takes care of himself. (laughs) Uh So when I wake up at six, I wake her up and then my son usually gets up too. And then we do breakfast and we pack lunches, which um, I know a lot of people do the night before, but I like doing it in the morning while they're eating and we kind of talk a little bit about their day and Mm -hmm. uh, stuff. And then... You know, then the kids go off to school and, and I start on my work usually pretty much right away. I like to get at least like a chunk of what I need to get done for the day out of the way before I take a break. And then I usually go walk the dog mm-hmm. and get him some exercise and me some exercise and then get back to work and, and do the things that weren't quite as high on my priority list. Oh, I like yeah. to do those priority things right away so that I don't feel stressed out by them. <laughs> Oh, that's smart. So you kind of knock out the ones that are stressing you out the most. Yeah, I get those. I try to get those done like before 10, you know, if there's something that just must, that way I don't feel like it's stressed afterwards. And then I can take my walk. And then after that, we finish up and go get the kids and check into homework and talk about their day and all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're busy being a mom and a blogger. So that's impressive. You're able to do both so in such a balanced way. Well, that's part of actually why I blog, because then I, I can, it gives me the freedom to, you know, be able to pursue around their schedule. That way I have time to pick them up and drop them off and do everything that I want to do with them. Because like I said, to me, it's all about priorities. And for me, they are my priority. I really wanted, I knew I wanted to be home with them when they were growing up. So this was something I found that that I could do around their schedule and that I ended up absolutely loving and and probably never would have found if I wasn't trying to find something to do around their schedule. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Something that's following your passion and letting you put your priorities in order the way you want. Great. Thanks. Well, so let's talk about a few of your favorite things, Scarlett. What is a favorite personal habit that contributes to your success? You kind of shared one where you do the hard things first or the the most important things first but is there another that helps you yeah i'd say that's the main one is really just like really prioritizing and making sure that i get the the most stressful items out of the way so that i can relax the rest of the day and and uh, i think that's what works best for me great and what's a favorite easy meal that you like to eat regularly I love to cook chicken marsala with rice and spinach. It's easy and it tastes good and kids love it. (laughs) Would you be able to share the recipe with us? Yeah. You mean like just tell you right now how I do it? Well, send me the link and I'll post it on the show notes page. Okay. And if it's not your recipe, well, just send me the link of wherever you found it. That will work. (laughs) 
We did blog about it at one point in time, so I will find that link and send it to you. Yeah, super. Yeah, we'll link right to your blog. Perfect. And what's your favorite kitchen gadget? Well, I have a food processor and a ninja and all those things. But I would say like really my favorite most often used kitchen gadget is probably just the garlic press. (laughs) It's such a basic tool, but I mean, I use it all the time for so many recipes. And it doesn't take up a lot of space. I love it. Perfect. And garlic is like the greatest thing ever in anything you're cooking. I'm, I would have to agree. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite book that you'd recommend to the Vibrant Happy Women community? My favorite book that I would recommend um, for this community is called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Oh, and nice. I read it when I was like 17. And it was really honestly life-changing to me at that point in time. I had never considered the idea that your life could be influenced by your thoughts. And to me now, it seems very obvious. And maybe it would have become obvious to me, even if I hadn't read the book, I don't know. But at the time, I was like, whoa, that's amazing. And you know, I still find that it's true. And even though it makes sense to you, sometimes you need reminding of that too, in, in different ways. So I think it's a very good message. You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I love that one too. So have you been trying to teach that to your kids as well? Do you catch yourself teaching them that their thoughts matter? A little bit. You know, I haven't had too much deep conversation on that yet. But yet, when they're older. Yeah, I think it's kind of, you know, more for when they get older. But I mean, they've had some introduction to that idea. Perfect. And what is the best advice you've ever received? Um, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Absolutely, I think is the best piece of advice you could give and receive. And it's a great one to live by. And it, it affects so many areas of your life, you know, just from little kids, you know, you should share that you would want him to share that with you to all the way to, you know, uh, when you grow up and how you want to treat people and how you want to be treated. So mm-hmm. it's a very good one all the way through life. <laughs> And going back to the time when you lost your baby, what were the things that people were doing for you that you could share so that we can do unto others as we'd have them do unto us? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and I think that there were a lot of people who reached out and who were, like I said, that really helped me connect. But they were also great at um, understanding too. Like sometimes you, you don't want to connect, you know, sometimes you, you're in the mood to connect and talk and sometimes you're not. And I think that everyone did a great job of, of respecting my space when I needed it and, um, and in being there for me when I needed it too. So I think, um, uh, you know, and they can be there in all kinds of ways, just in advice or just in listening or just in baking you a casserole and bringing it over. Sometimes I thought that, I mean, I couldn't believe how sweet some people were because I know as a mom, it takes a lot of time to do that type of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring me over a casserole, just, you know, just, is very touching just by itself, just to know that someone is thinking about you and cares about you and yeah. understands through something. So, Thinking about you. That's huge. So I want to remind our listeners, they can find links to everything you've been talking about by going to jenreidy.com forward slash 27. And now we will get to our big and fun question, the happiness formula. So Scarlett, if you had to create a three to five part formula of actions or beliefs that maximize your happiness, what would that include? Um, That would include listening to my heart, um, spending time with my family, and being grateful for what I have. 
Okay, listening to your heart, spending time with family and being grateful for what you have. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then now, as we close, I'd love for you to issue a challenge to our listeners. Okay, well, I challenge them to listen to their heart because I find that it leads you in the right direction in so many ways, whether it's, you know, when you're a new parent and you're wondering, like, am I doing this right, you know? And there's all this kind of advice on you should do it this way and you should do it that way and you should do it that way. And a lot of times they're conflicting, you know, so you really have to just be able to listen to your heart and know this is what's right for me and I'm going to do it and respect yourself, you know, not question it in other other areas of your life too. the same thing. I think that usually your heart and your gut, they lead you in the right direction if you, if you let yourself listen to them. So some people I've heard before say they don't know how to listen to their heart or their intuition. Any advice there on how you do that? Well, I think that it's just something that you hear when you're quiet, all the other noises, like, you know, if you're not sure about what to do about something, but, and you think, oh, well, so-and-so told me this, or if I do that, then this, and if I do that, it's just like, no, don't, don't think about like the pros and cons or the, the should and shouldn't just think about the, what really feels right. Like if I do this, am I going to feel okay with this? Can I feel you know, comfortable in my, like my grandmother always told me, like, do your best. And I feel like as long as you're doing your best, you should feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if you quiet that other noises and listen to and choose what you think is doing your best and what you feel comfortable with, and then just feel comfortable with it. Okay, that's good advice. So feeling comfortable, paying attention to how you feel as you consider the options. And yeah, I like that. Thank you. Not because of like, consequences or how is it gonna but just like whether you know something's right in your heart you just you just generally know like this is what Mm -hmm. yeah this is what feels right or feels good and a lot of times if you ignore that that's when you'll notice sometimes later like if you're not maybe good at listening to yourself at the time later you'll think oh I knew I should have done that because Uh. I you know I felt this way or that way so if you're not good at listening at the time at least recognize in retrospect, and maybe begin to connect with those feelings of what were you feeling that you knew that wasn't a good idea? Or what were you feeling where you knew it was a good idea? Oh, yeah, that's great. And you mentioned finding that quiet time. When during the day is your best time for quiet? Well, my kids both go to school now. So I get a good Ah. chunk of quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So do you schedule it? Do you do you go to a certain place in the house to have your quiet time? Or do you just kind of let it come throughout the day? I don't you know, necessarily schedule it or, or like take a time to like meditate or, or something like that. But I do take time to do it. It can even be sometimes, you know, like when I'm walking the dog or whatever, I, I always, you know, take that time to kind of just think about things that I need to think about. And mm-hmm. if I find I'm getting too overcome with to-do lists and stuff, then I just kind of, you know, okay, this is not the time for that. I need to set this aside and and to just relax and and make sure that, you know, that I feel good about whatever's on my plate, whatever I'm wanting to do and, and moving forward. Oh, that's great advice. So finding that quiet time and listening to your heart. Well, thank you so much for that challenge. And again, our listeners can find links to everything we've been talking about by going to jenrade.com forward slash 27. Scarlett, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciated your heartfelt story and you very vulnerable, but I think that it will help a lot of our listeners who've gone through the same thing. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care, Scarlett.
Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And check out the show notes page to get a copy of Scarlett's chicken marsala recipe. You can find that by going to jenridea.com forward slash 27, the number 27. Next week, I will be interviewing Melissa Julwan, who is the author of the Well-Fed cookbook series, Well-Fed 1 and Well-Fed 2. These are a series of amazing paleo recipes, which I love. I was so happy she agreed to be on the show. And I happen to know that she's going to offer all of you listeners a 70 page free PDF of some of her amazing recipes. Tune in next time to find out how to get your hands on that. All right, make it a great week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast at www.genride.com.